Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. The Match Ball. Hello there, welcome to the show. It's brought to you with Levi Solicitors. As always, 10% off your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. I'm Dan Moylan, hello. Michael is here as well. Hello. So is Moscow White, Mr Chapman. Hello. We're nearing the end of what's been a fantastic season, a great return to the top flight here on the Matchball 30 as we head to the baseball ground, Derby County away today for match day 35 of the 38 that they do in the regulation season here on the Matchball 30. It's all about charting the progress from promotion in 1990 all the way through to lifting the league title in 1992, doing it in real time with a match ball 30 on the 30th anniversary of each game. So if you are new to this, you might want to go back. You've missed a fair bit. But today, baseball ground, Derby County, what's in store? Shite, because they're going down. Always a good pitch at the baseball ground, isn't it, as well? Can be relied upon, can that? That's probably not helped them. But then playing away from the baseball ground hasn't helped them either. They haven't won for 19 games and uh, have just been confirmed as officially relegated by losing 2-1 to Manchester City. Bye, 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 etc. Uh, before we get round to the game, did you take a trip over to the hospital in Cookstown this week, by the way? I went to the LGI, that's what you mean. For the- oh, is that where he was born? Mm. Somebody must have been messing with his Wikipedia, says it was Cookstown in Northern Ireland. Rather no, than- no. Yeah, can I show you? It was, it was um, in Leeds, Stuart Dallas. Yeah. Uh, a few a baby with a beard was born on this day. <laughs> four days well, ago. four days ago, yes. Four days ago, little Stewie Dallas joined the world. And we know, due to our crystal ball, that he's going to be significant, perhaps in the future, for Leeds and for Northern Ireland. He could have filled in at left back, couldn't he, in this game? What the cursed number three shirt. Well, we'll get on to all that. Let's get through the lineups first. John Lukic, Mel Sterland, Glyn Snodden in the cursed number three. Chris Verkloff, Chris White. We've got Batty, Strachan, McAllister, Speed in midfield with Shot and Chapman leading the line. And Andy Williams and Bobby Davison on the bench. Up against a pathetic Derby County team lining up with Martin Taylor in goal. Mark Wright, Justin Phillips, Mel Sage, Michael Forsyth, Paul Williams, Gary Micklewhite, Geraint Williams, Kevin McKinn, Mick Harford. Dean Saunders up front with Robert Briscoe and Trevor Hebbard. That's a fantastic name on the bench with Arthur Cox, their manager. Is Arthur Cox a real person? Sounds like a generic old old football man. He was in the frame to take us over before Howard Wilkinson was the pick, a former Newcastle manager. I mean, we say, I mean, they are dreadful. Any team that hasn't won for 19 games is dreadful. They've not included him, but they did have Peter Shilton at this time, the England goalkeeper, Mark Wright's. 
was at the World Cup with England. Dean Saunders um, is being linked with the multi-million pound moves away, as is now Mark Wright. Robert Maxwell, who was their famous, infamous uh, yachtsman turned chairman, <laughs> is the chairman and the owner of Derby County at this time. He's not popular because he's banned any new signings and put Saunders and Wright up for sale. Shilton says he might retire. And I remember the pro set cards for this lot. And yeah, there was Mark Wright, there was Dean Saunders, there was Peter Shilton, but the rest of them, they just didn't, even to my very young eyes, you'd put them next to, you know, you'd put Geraint Williams next to Gary McAllister. And I just would think, how is Geraint Williams a, a, a footballer? He didn't look anything like my expectations of a first division player. I think Mick Harford, even in a printed card form, just looked frightening. Bear in mind, we're in 1991 here as well, and Peter Shilton threatening to retire. And just a bit of a spoiler, if you fast forward to the 96-97 season, he's still playing for Leighton Orient. But he is already 50. <laughs> what is he planning to do after football? Career in politics, maybe, Peter Shilton, something like that? Just looking at those, like the subs in particular, Robert Briscoe and Trevor Hebbard sound like a pair of bare-knuckle boxers. Maybe they're running some sort of illegal you know, fight ring that's going on um, in the back streets of Derby. And obviously Mick Harford would be there because he'd be hard as nails. You wouldn't mess with him at all, would you? Perhaps a sign of the unhappy fans that they're trying to engineer the player of the year vote so that someone who's been on loan for a few months uh, is going to win it. Nigel Callahan, Who sounds like he's a Prime Minister's son. Quite, but I must admit, I have, I have not heard of Nigel Callaghan. He was a former Derby County player who they'd sold to Aston Villa and he came back for 12 games and yeah, they're trying to make him their pro player of the season because I think he's the only one they still like. But uh, It's a bit like when we tried to make Michael, Michael Jubry Sports Personality of the Year one year, I remember that. And I think they, they ended up disallowing his votes due to the fact he was a very bad footballer. Arthur Cox does say he, he's not in favour of that. He says, I cannot condone anything which attempts to ridicule this club or its players, which I think they've done a, a good job, good enough job of themselves. Their midfielder, Nick Pickering, certainly sounds up for the Leeds game, says it's so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> the City match just about sums up everything. And the baseball grounds. Looking a bit half empty, isn't it? They've given up now of Derby because Arthur Cox went on to say, it's a pity we've gone down. Oh, you can feel the passion there coming through, can't you? Pity we've gone down. We could have filled the baseball ground for a game with Leeds if we'd given ourselves half a chance of staying up. The attendances in some of these recent games are absolutely ridiculous. When you look at the glitz and glamour of the Premier League now, there were under 11,000 in at QPR and then Wimbledon where it was always empty, but 6,800 there. Yeah, there's, uh, there's only 12,000 for this one. It is quite a big drop for Derby. And one of the things... Was it as big a drop for Derby as it was for Robert Maxwell? Well, one of the things, uh, it didn't make quite such a splash. One of the things Arthur Cox is referring to there is that um, I think their last four or five matches have all been away. So it's kind of, you know, you know how long it takes for teams to get relegated. It happens very slowly then very quickly. But so five games ago, you know, they're in with a chance fighting to get in this division and they've gone on the road to use some baseball parlance at the baseball ground. They've come back to the baseball ground and it's all over and nobody wants to come. Oh, bless them. They've sunk, haven't they? Of course, we've got a big rivalry with Derby. You've yeah, got to remember I'll, that. I keep forgetting. Oh, oh, they're not at this time. They were just a shit club, weren't they? It was Norman Hunter versus Franny Lee was the only real thing we had them. Although there was always the... They won the league with Brian Clough as manager after we lost it because of... Rather, no, we didn't lose it. It was stolen from us. 1972, after we'd won the FA Cup, we should have won the double instead of uh, instead of that club with his trotters up on a beach in Majorca was handed the league title by the Football League cheats. Speaking of which, bloody ref in this game, another schoolmasterly sounding chap 
again, a part-timer from Preston, Edward Parker. He sounds like a fussy bastard, doesn't he, already? Just from his name alone, you can tell he's going to be wagging his finger in your face and telling you not to speak back to me like that. Seven bookings in this era. I mean, we've seen these games. It's really, really difficult to get booked, generally speaking. Mark Hughes and Chris White spent two games absolutely kicking the shit out of each other, and I'm not sure either of them got a yellow card for it. So to have seven in this, it must have been just pure untamed violence from the kickoff, or the ref was a prick. It seems a little bit more like the ref was a prick. Gordon Strachan ended up writing about this match in his his weekly column for the Yorkshire Evening Post and says, uh, well, maybe maybe we can hear from him. We've got a, a recording of him. because he. Oh, sorry, I'll just cue it up. Sorry, I, I realise you're looking at me there to pick up the baton here. Sorry, yeah, I'll, I'll, here's the button. The ref took all the passion out of the game, and as far as I'm concerned, the enjoyment of it too. I said to Derby Captain Mark Wright that we needed to have a word with him, which he did, which we did. By the time he went to sit in the Derby dugout to have a word with someone, I had my head in my hands. I was a frustrated man and I ran about biting my tongue all night. The lads were scared to enjoy themselves. It does sound like you've been biting your tongue, actually. <laughs> Sounds a bit swollen. Yeah, it wasn't only the seven bookings on the pitch, but the ref went and uh, sat on the bench next to uh, assistant Derby's assistant manager, Roy McFarland, to tell him off for showing dissent. And I think... You couldn't be sent off in these days, could you, don't think? The refs... You didn't get booked on the bench, did you? You just got told off. No, but you could be sent to the stands. It could be... Um, it just wasn't officially qualified as yellow and red cards. Yeah, yeah, you just get told to go away. Just fuck off. Which uh, there's the great... I mean, from around the same era, there's the great footage of um, uh, a manager in Argentina. I don't know if it's uh, if the clip has been shown on television over here, but uh, the manager of Newell's Old Boys... Um, What's his name? It's, uh, Mar- Marcello... Biesla, Biesla, yeah, I think mm. it is. But um, Marco, that's it. Yeah, yeah sorry, like Marco yeah. Biesla. He uh, he's being ordered off by the referee who is standing on the the pitch about thirty yards from him. So if he doesn't want to get any closer, and this this manager, um, just wearing like a, a mucky t shirt and jeans, is um, standing in this tiny little dugout, this sort of shed construction, refusing to go, just shouting back. Then the referee's going, "But no, you have to go over there." Lip readers have, have deduced there are some, uh, and Spanish speakers have uh, deduced there are some unkind suggestions about the referee's mother being being <laughs> being shouted across uh, from the sidelines. But he, he does eventually go. But there's a there's a hell of a standoff. I mean, it's not like he's one of those sort of cuddly uh, grandfatherly figures, is it? It was it's a volatile young man. This manager that you're talking about in Argentina, like an absolute maniac. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like he he could dance to the door with a grenade in his hands. And obviously, at the time we're at now, the Argentinians, not sure about them. Hopefully, hopefully, too many of them won't come over here. Well, I mean, you, we've already let our dealers in, haven't we? And that's, the, that's enough. The mere mention of it will have Peter Shilton from wherever he is in the stands at the baseball grounds, <laughs> his uh, his eyes spinning in the back of his head. But but strangely, not uh, won't make him angry enough to jump. No, no, it's impeded his legs, hasn't it? Not hopping, not hopping, mad. No. Just just standing very still, yeah, mad. He, just absolutely refuse to extend his arm to its fullest. Uh, those bookings it still then. bothers him as well it's brilliant <laughs> those bookings then McAllister Chapman White and Faircloth for Leeds Williams Wright and Harford for Derby I mean Harford's no surprise is it really well fair play to Chris White as well um, this was his 50th appearance for Leeds which means we have to give West Brom another £100,000 on top of the 450000 we already paid it was decided by a football league tribunal because we couldn't sort the fee out ourselves Will Cole doesn't care how much it costs been worth his weight is in gold to us, but we found out uh, just before the game that the FA a surprise. We thought because uh, he got booked at QPR, he would be past thirty-one disciplinary points. But the FA have said that because he's done that after the second Sunday in April, he's not going to be suspended for it. Um, and our secretary 
Nigel Pleasance added that the letter states the player is severely censured and warned as to his future conduct. So, straight on the pitch at Derby, yellow card. Well done. <laughs> you got an absolutely fair play to Chris White for that one. And so that will put him past 31, even further past 31 disciplinary points. 41 is the target. He could be fined and suspended for the start of next season if he carries on the way he is. But um, this one, it sounds much more like it was on Ted Parker from Preston than anything Chris White has done. I mean, Gary McAllister getting booked. What could he possibly have done to earn a booking? Mick Harford, I think you just, you assume. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You just write that on your your notebook and then wait. He's going out there with the bandages on like a boxer and he's got glass glued to his knuckles, that sort of thing. That's what they uh, did in those days. But the rest of them, yeah, there's there's absolutely nothing in it. And I think when you get to the point where the, the two captains are sort of looking at each other and saying, we need to get a grip on this referee. It says a, a lot about what the game was actually like. For no reason whatsoever. I just I just had the urge to look up the price of gold to see what Chris White would be worth in gold. Less than about three million quid, probably, today's prices. Oh, we've got a bargain for so, 500 grand, so, so you can see bad. why Wilco didn't mind the, the top up. A redundant phrase, though, these days. Worth his weight in bitcoins. Bitcoin. That's yeah. what you need. Worth his weight in printer ink. That's more expensive than gold, isn't it? Pound for pound. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, it is. Worth his weight in fax paper. <laughs> A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. To the story of the game and a goal half an hour in. Uh, nice combination on the left. Yeah, it's a nicely worked goal, is this? Someone other than Chapman getting a header as well. That's a nice nice room to share them out a little bit. But yeah, it's. Um, I think the speed, McAllister and Batyol involved, then they play in Snodden, who is... Gets to the byline, crosses a shut on the edge of the box, but it's a nice build-up play. Derby don't look asked about chasing us. I think they've uh, they have given up at this point, but even so, good to get a goal and a win because uh, losing to QPR just just won't stand. It's a good header as well. This was kind of built a little bit with Saunders being up for sale and obviously Leeds being interested in him since forever. It's kind of a, a shut versus Saunders, and you know keep Kyle shut. It's been great the last few games. Four goals in the last seven. This is eighth of the season and. Busy, a busy player, and then he'll pull out a, a header like this, and you go, maybe he's good as well. He just floated beautifully, like again, Robert Maxwell, and he had a, a busy game. Uh, and wow, David Batty, I mean, he almost scored with something you, this. I mean, 
Say these words and see if anybody believes you. A ferocious volley from the edge of the penalty area. I can only imagine someone told him not to shoot, and so he did. Because that's <laughs> that's about the only reason you would you would make him do it. It's actually been the opposite because he uh, Graham Taylor, the New England manager, was talking about why he was only in the England B squad rather than the the full England squad for the games coming up. And he said David has some great assets, but the players he has to compete against, Paul Gascoigne and David Platt, both score goals. I've never really gone for those who play the anchor role and David only rarely seems to get beyond his forwards, but Platt does and so does Gascoigne. So first thing back, he does straight up and uh, attacking Derby's goal, pot shots, volleys all over the place. Not a goal, but lively. Graham Taylor not seeing into the future there and using him as a right back. And from the number four shirt to the number three shirt, we do have issues. We mentioned uh, Glint's nodding further up there. I mean, how many injuries is that that have happened with somebody in the number three shirt this year? And you know, it explains why there is a belief in a curse. Yeah, Snowden's back in because Whitlow broke his ankle at QPR after being out for months earlier in the season with a blood clot on his brain. Peter Haddock, obviously his leg after being completely broken all over to pieces. Well, it was like a tractor had shredded over it. Uh, uh, shredded. At Sunderland then comes back and has its, um, does his uh, cruciate ligaments in the League Cup semi-finals. Jim Beglin has been trying to repair his legs since they were smashed in a, a Merseyside derby in 1987, but he, he can't, he's not been able to, to get beaten up. Chris Kamara has had, um, I think, ankle injuries and hamstring injuries all season. So he started the season at, at was it Snowden who played the first? And then Kamara came in once Snowden got injured at the start of the season. I think this is around the time as well when Snowden's been suffering with glandular fever. That affected him uh, quite badly. And then Snowden's back in, and then, yeah, he, he ended up limping out of this game with about half an hour to go. And um, Wilco is now just thinking, we'll play with a different numbered shirt. Well, number three, retire it. It's the only sensible option, isn't it? I will have to look at the rules, he says, to see if this is possible. I don't know what the rules say about the starting lineup. So we'll just we'll have one, then two, then four to 11, and then a. Well, it's, it's no different to when they build like a housing estate now, and the numbers will go, you know, number 10, number 11, number 12, then number 14, because yeah. people don't want to live in like an unlucky house, so they don't you, build a number 13. You don't have a 13th floor in yeah. your, your skyscraper, so don't have a left back. Well, have a left back, just don't make them wear three. Just, don't, just where am I going, boss? That side of the pitch, what, what left? No, 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 no. Just not, just off right. Don't off-right. mention the Scottish play. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, a surefire sign that we're going to have to address this in the transfer market in the summer, I think. We can't carry on like this, we can we? We seem to have more left-backs than any team. It's just all of them are broken at any one time. In a game where Derby looks shite and we look pretty good, as you'd expect from a team that was very, very close to, to European qualification, we didn't quite make it. Uh, do you think we look a little bit tired at this point? Because this is match, what, I think 57 of the, the season, something like that. Well, Strachan did uh, also in his column refer to, I don't know, we that's uh, the Argentinian manager we were referring to earlier has uh, there's, there's some talk of like a Biesla burnout, I think is the, the phrase. I don't know if we'd call this Wilco weariness, but um, Strachan does seem to think that the long season has had some effect on Leeds. Well, I think you saw it. Was it is it Newell's old boys? There's some team over there. I always, I've always kept close tabs on them. Not quite sure of their coaches, but yeah, they looked tired in their uh, in their running around in the in the latter part of the season. It always happens. We've got the quote from Strachan speaking about it. Can I just ask? Do you have to try really hard not to slip into Billy Connolly here? <laughs> I, I can't. I don't even know where Strachan's from. 
Scotland. I know Scotland, but I don't even know, I don't even know which bit. That's a generic accent, isn't it's it? A, let's go. Yeah, it's a, it's a I generic. I think he's from Dundee, if that helps you. From Dundee. Oh, yes. Does that help you of place course. it now? Of course. I vaguely know Glasgow's kind of different, but I mean, Phil Hayes, Edinburgh, isn't he? Anyway. Oh, no, he's from Edinburgh. There you go. So you just got to do him in Phil Hayes' voice. There you go. That'll be easy for you. Sound like Phil Hay now. We all felt really tired after the game. There's no doubt that the way we play is taking a lot out of the lads this season, but we're all still hanging in there to finish as high in the first division as possible. Phil is going to get you. I liked the really vexed look in your eyes then because you were trying to keep away Billy Connolly, trying to place it in Edinburgh, but also not insult Phil Hay at the same time. So some good mental gymnastics there. Congratulations, Gordon. I'm, I'm, I'm not concerned about upsetting Phil Hay. So that league table then, we are currently sitting in fifth, but that's by virtue of the fact that Man City have played more games than us. Uh, Man United have fallen away a bit, but they do have some games in hand. So the table as it stands, uh, 35 played for Arsenal at the top. They've only lost one game all season, only conceded 16 goals, which uh, goes to show that George Graham, a real maverick when it comes to organising a defensive side. I mean, fantastic record. 65 goals scored though, so they're on a... Goal difference of plus 49. So they're at the top. Yeah, played 35, 76 points. Makes you wonder what George Graham could do if he had like, if he had Ian Rush in that team as well. He could make it, he could make it even more exciting. A bit like the Harlem Globetrotters, wouldn't mm, it? Mm. You do need so. some flair though. So maybe, you know, if you're picking the best around, you put Lee Sharp on the wing. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's young, upstart. He's he's looking good. Uh, Mark Haightley maybe could come in as well as, a, as an alternative to Alan Smith. You know, powerhouse. Powerhouse. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, sorry, Arsenal top, 35 played, 76 points. Liverpool, three points behind them on the same games played. That's 35 with 73. Palace played 36 with 63, so 10 points off. Uh, Man City played 36 as well with 59 points on the board. We're just behind them, played 35, so one game in hand, and a point behind on 58 with Man United behind us, uh, played 34 and 55 points. So they can draw level with us on points if they win their game in hand on us. But they can't win a trophy. Why not? Because they've already lost it. I suppose they could. They might win the European Cup Winners' Cup, but they uh, <laughs> no. They lost the Rumbelows Cup final after beating us in the semi-final. What did they do in the final? They went and lost to second division Sheffield Wednesday. A goal scored by John Sheridan, Leeds' favourite son. So it's a Leeds win, essentially. In the yes. Cup. Yeah. Um, I, I it, imagine John had a good evening following the uh, the cup lift. Probably well, prior to. <laughs> Given his lifestyle, everyone was just beginning to enjoy the uh, the post match celebrations on ITV, but they um they cut the coverage short uh, so that they could show War of the Monster Trucks. Fair enough. I who think, who won? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I think I was so furious that I couldn't was see. It, uh, was it the Autobots or the Decepticons? Yeah, it's probably one of them. Great. Optimus Prime. Great bunch of lads. <laughs> Well, now we're looking to the future at Ellen Road. Transfer market should be an exciting summer as we attempt to build on our, uh, our up, upper table finish. And that's not the only building that we're going to be doing because, I mean, this sounds exciting. I mean, I wonder if they serve cheese in this. Is this basically sort of a glorified cheese room? Uh, a banqueting suite sounds even more grand than, than, in fact, a cheese room. So, you know, we're the real winners, I think. I thought you were going with the, um, the other seating development then, talking about the cheese, because we're spending a wedge, aren't we? So we're getting a cheese room and a cheese wedge. Pretty much. We're going fromage crazy, aren't we? A magnificent banqueting suite. Imagine this. Imagine being able to accommodate 400 people. At a banquet. 
And it's basically a skyscraper because they're building this on stilts behind the West Stand and it's going to cost a lot of money, million and a half to two million quid, they reckon. Yeah, the Evening Post didn't have any pictures of it. It's front page news, the column down the side of the front page about um, work beginning to turn Elland Road into a multi-million pound super stadium. Um, but no actual images of exactly where this banqueting suite is going to be, what it's going to look like. All we know is it will be behind the West Stand on stilts. If I know Bill Fotherby, it will be an architectural wonder. Something that people are going to look at for years to come and be like, that is that is beautiful. Dominating the beast and skyline. Mm. Well, Bill does say, Fotherby says, there are two things needed for success. A top team and a top ground. And uh, as well as the banqueting suite, you referred to it in the southeast corner where they... Uh, there have been foundations for a stand since I think about 1975, if not earlier, that never got um, finished off. There will be a stand between the South Stand and the Lowfields with 1,395 seats. All unobstructed views, presumably. I always used to enjoy going to the fence there in that corner of the ground and having to peer through and you could see the foundations for years, wondering, wonder when they're going to do something with that. Well, of course, now. That, that corner of the ground always traditionally an, an empty one on the uh, on the corner there, Ellen Road and uh, the Lowfields Road. And the answer is now with uh, money has come in from, uh, so you do wonder how we're going to sign Dean Saunders if we're building all this stuff. Doesn't matter. Sponsors Joshua Tetley. Beer. The bloke who owns the brewery. Uh, the Football Trust who are uh, putting money from uh, the government and the game and the pools into ground improvements and the council. And council leader John Trickett is saying that the profit the council takes from um, renting Elland Road to Leeds United, because they own it, is being reinvested in this scheme. We want to see a successful Elland Road, which was a lot better than a few months ago when it was all, um, if the council don't stop taking all the money from this ground, Wilkinson's going to quit and will get relegated on purpose. I mean, the council are very busy at the minute. Have you seen this landmark Leeds thing that they're banging on about as well? They're going to spend, get this. I mean, this is more than even Dean Saunders is likely to cost. 3.6 million quid doing a revamp of the pedestrian precincts in the city. And, I mean, will this ever catch on? The pedestrianisation of Brigger in the main shopping thoroughfare? That sounds a bit crazy. Why would you deny cars the right to go down the main shopping street? And as well, I like to park outside the Angel when I go for eight or nine pints on an yeah. evening. How am I going to get at home? I'm not even sure the Angel's a pub at this point. Oh, isn't it? <laughs> Feels like it's been there forever. Yeah, well, it, it was... Um, it White was, Locks. I'll go to White Locks yeah, instead. Yeah, White That's Locks. That's definitely was, been there. The, the Angel was um, solicitor's offices for a good long while before it got turned back into a pub. But the, don't worry, too. they're only discussing the possible pedestrianisation of Brigitte, whereas Landmark Leeds, there are some drawings of the uh, the new paving. looks like kind of bricks that they're going to put on the, the ground um, for the pedestrianisation areas and then the kind of sculptures at the the entranceways and there's as well as um this is still sort of under discussion as well that's all definite but um rejuvenating those yards where the angel and the um and white locks and the pack horse and the ship all are um to try and make them a more attractive feature of the city center i mean i've always liked that area just where you know where the lead shop is in town you know um around just behind the trinity church area that i don't know what you're talking about because this is 1991, and I don't think there'll be a shop there until maybe 1992 <laughs> or 93. <laughs> ah, you know, just just speculate. Just a dream, Moscow. It's just a, a dream about the, the future. <laughs> well, this it's an exciting future, though. It's an yeah. exciting future that we're looking forward to because plans are afoot to make Ellen Road good, our football team good. They're pummeling Derby were pathetic and heading to the next division down. And David Batty has got himself into the England squad. 
Um, in the end, I don't know if it was that ferocious volley that secured it. It may more be that Gaza went and got injured. But he has been, um, after Graham Taylor said all that stuff, Paul Gascoigne went and straight away got hurt. So Batty's going to be doing both, actually. He'll be playing with the England B against uh, Iceland in the team with Lee Chapman, um, or the squad with Chapman at least, and then going from that to Turkey for a Euro 92 qualifier as part of the squad. And uh, Batty says, um, I don't know if we've got the audio of uh, of David Batty here. David Batty's just got a Yorkshire voice, I mean. Well, it should be easy then. <laughs> well, just use my voice. <laughs> I called it in at my parents' house for tea <laughs> after spending day playing golf at Garford. And my mum told me that Mr Taylor had been trying to contact me all day. I had no idea. I'd been picked until I called home. It was a pleasant surprise as there were more experienced players like Brian Robson and Chris Waddle available. So is our David being picked ahead of Brian Robson? Shows you the uh, the times they are changing. Although that was Bob Dylan, who I don't think has any England caps. <laughs> well... I don't know why, I don't know, I've just got a real impulse to go watch Last of the Summer Wine now, so I think we'll end this episode here and uh, we'll reconvene on the 4th of May for the Aston Villa home fixture, alright? See thee. The Match Ball Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.